Bye. Welcome to Last Believer, a podcast about good riddance. My name is Josh Lindley. I go by he, him. Uh, and I'm joined by Dan Forcier, who has been doing this with me for just over a year. Each week, Dan and I talk about three songs by Santa Cruz hardcore punk band Good Riddance. This week is our last week where we're following this format. There might be other episodes after this. Well, there's at least one, but there might be more. None of them are going to sound like this, though. Uh, the songs that we're talking about this week are Avalon Drive and Out of Mind and No Safe Place. These are the last three songs, except for, you know, Last Believer. And, you know, whatever happens later. Uh, Dan. Yeah. What's up? I, like, <laughs> is, it worth, is it worth telling people to follow us on Instagram? Like... Of course. You know why? Because it's always nice to hear from people who are enjoying it. So follow us on Instagram at Last Believer Pod. Slide into those DMs. We still got some content left. You know, it's not like uh, this isn't goodbye yet. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, do that or email us at lastbelieverpod at gmail.com. You do have a point, though, as I'm saying, and I'm like, I feel like this is. <laughs> like, what? what you're just going to email <laughs> us? And what? Like, what? What are we going to do? <laughs> you know what maybe one one of us if not both of us takes over the feed with another project who knows who knows not uh, me <laughs> that's, that's not mean, a hint i'm not saying i'm not saying there's anything planned i'm just saying who knows it's also like dan how long do you want to keep paying for this space on the internet maybe maybe that's what you should do while you're looking around online listening to the uh the playlist that dan has been building for the last year or so Maybe you want to download all your favorite episodes of Last Believer if you ever want to listen to <laughs> us talk again, because who knows how long Dan wants to pay to host these on the uh, website that we host these podcasts on. Maybe that's what you want to do. <laughs> I often forget that's a that's a factor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not like it's it's not like it's wildly expensive, but it is an expense that uh, if we aren't recording, I mean, we've talked about it before. You know, what's the price of fun, and you pay to play in a softball league or whatever, and you pay $180 and you get 12 weeks of softball or whatever. So, but you don't keep paying after you finish the season. So that's fair. well, I, that's fair. <laughs> but if, you know, uh, a, a month of, of hosting is uh, less than one night at the bar, which I don't do at the moment. I was going to say yeah. anymore, but let's just say at the moment. So at least there's that, but uh, yeah. still. Not, not the point. <laughs> Regardless, uh, yeah. if if either of us are doing anything that might possibly be of interest to anyone that listens to Last Believer, it will be on our Instagram. We'll post something about it, probably. One hundred percent. Yeah, all six of you can uh, <laughs> can follow the next thing if there yeah. is a yeah. If there is a next thing, I feel like I'm knows. shooting myself in the foot by like saying like, "Oh, keep your eyes peeled." <laughs> for nothing uh i feel like we recorded so recently that uh not a lot has happened uh, yeah I don't know what's about it. it's funny because it was a week ago we recorded it's the i same know we were working at it was just that one weird break that we took for like a month by accident yes you know by accident. But, uh, was it by accident on my end it was well okay all right song one <laughs> Song one is Avalon Drive. It's a bonus cut from Peace in Our Time. It's on that seven inch. It's also on a few different comps as well. Uh, Sean, Luke, Chuck, and Russ. You can figure out what comps this is on. If you look up Avalon Drive, Good Rooms, it shows up a couple different places. And most of them are benefits. So totally worth it to buy it from Bandcamp. Dan, 
How did yeah. you feel about Avalon Drive? Well, it's it's funny that uh, you said that because, like, first and foremost, this was not the easiest song of theirs to find to listen to. I mean, you made it sound like you did not have the difficulty that I did. But, uh, hey, I was like, oh, possibly this is the deepest of the deep cuts. Side note, Rod Stewart, first cut is the deepest. That's an all-timer. I don't know how you feel. Well, about but it's Rod a Cat Stewart, Stevens but... song, right? Rod Stewart sucks, but Cat Stevens is okay. No way. Yeah, Rod Stewart's terrible. I can't imagine a guy with named Rod being as lame as Rod Stewart. Oh, man. To me, Rod Stewart's like unfuckwithable, top tier. I love Rod Stewart. Like 70s oh, no. Rod Stewart. Not Rod Stewart in his 70s, but like 1970s Rod Stewart. No, I mean, Stewart. some of those, like the Faces records are solid. Yes. But like, yeah. but but you know, he, like so many other young front men of his time, did too much cocaine and got too weird and like... Like, yeah, sure. I guess Maggie May is a good song. It's, that's, you know? That is one of my favorite songs of all time. Okay, you know what? I was, I was half tempted to shift gears into like a Rod Stewart pod. But if I do that, I, clearly it's going to be like a passion project just for me. I'm just going to listen to myself <laughs> blab on about Rod Stewart. Uh, I mean, fully though, Rod pod. Like, it's right oh, there. Pod Stewart. <laughs> so if if you, our lovely listener, is looking for this song, the where I found it, uh, as you mentioned, on Bandcamp, uh, I found Avalon Drive um, as part of the uh, Noise for NorCal compilation that Heartburn Records put out in 2018. Um, yeah, so it's it's on Bandcamp for your, your listening pleasure. Uh, I haven't had the chance to take in the whole comp. You know, it's only been out for about three and a half years. But uh, I plan to now, since now I'm aware of it. And uh, there's some great bands on there uh, like with a variety of different genres. Uh, there's a Kevin Seconds song on there, and it's like a fuzzy power pop song. It's very good. Yeah. Highly recommend. In any event. So this comp, I, I wasn't aware that it was on multiple comps. So this is um, this is interesting because the comp that Noise for NorCal is, uh, you know, was a benefit while California was burning. Still kind of is, I guess. And uh, many people struggling from evacuation to loss to unbreathable air and all that stuff. And all the proceeds are split uh, between three different relief funds. So go to... Uh, uh, heartburnrecords.bandcamp.com throw some bucks it's a benefit comp like you said if you can uh it's uh, it's a good way to uh, toss some extra bucks for a good cause and worst case scenario listen to the song because it's a cool one it's a very cool one uh, mm-hmm. like right from the intro it has a uh like a midwestern hardcore vibe like a modern life is war vibe just to start it off yeah um and it, it but the, doesn't stay like that it's just really that just the what that intro the way it started i was like okay okay uh i love modern life is war so i was on board oh and, dan i've uh, got one for you actually hold on what's up did you know that one of the dudes i can't remember which one one of the dudes from modern life is war played guitar in only crime at least on tours for a bit i think you and i Are you aware that, of that yeah. if i'm Have aware we talked of about it? this on the pod before and i, I don't just know forgotten. if it was on, i don't know if it was on the pod but I feel like you and I have had that conversation before. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe that's, that's, that could be what it is. But yeah, this song kind of stays relatively mid-tempo. And then it, you know, then they kick our ass with some conventional goody boys skate punk before abruptly just dropping off. You know, it's just, you know, it stays mid-tempo. Bam, we're fast. Bang, we're done. And I was like, oh, okay. And, and I found it kind of interesting because you had said this was... Um, or like we know that it was on that additional seven inch 
right that we had talked about previously yeah that for some reason i can't really find anywhere for the life we had someone someone uh i can't remember who you are right now but thank you for sending us the photo of it it sick it looks like a like almost an etched pic picture disc situation the seven like a one-sided uh, someone one, right? sent it to yeah. us yeah 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 i haven't seen them like in irl i guess i suppose uh yeah. but i i almost thought this song could have been written specifically for this compilation mm-hmm. um you know like there's the poetic imagery of kind of like being kept alive long enough to die the ashes linger still alive inside they cry our bodies become graveyards of our greed so you could easily convince me that this song was written about how like capitalism and its subsequent uh, effect for climate change, which has been plaguing California and really the whole world uh, for like the last few years with like no end in sight. You could convince me this was specifically a song for this comp benefiting this specific matter. And maybe it was, and it was just also put on these other things. Um, but yeah, I think it's a perfect song for this comp. It's really stands out sonically. Like I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I listened to a lot of, uh, well, I listened to the whole song, but I mean, I didn't listen to the whole comp. I listened to a lot of bits and pieces and sonically this really stands out, but I think it found a perfect place here. Uh, and it was absolutely worth the Dick quotes trouble of tracking it down. It's, yeah. Very, very cool one that kind of caught me off guard, but uh, yeah, I would have 100% thought it was written for this comp the way that the uh, poetic imagery is in the lyrics. This song is cool as hell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the fact that it takes almost a whole minute to fully start kind of yeah. reminds me of, uh, and like not sonically at all, but just the idea that it takes so long. It reminds me of Cannonball by the Breeders. You know, that song okay. takes that song takes fucking forever to actually start. Also the electric hum at the start where it's clearly just like a guitar amp being turned on. Reminded me of uh, Blinded by Fear by At the Gates as well. But then also the way that the guitar is sort of sweeping over top of it, you were saying, yeah, like a more modern, actual, you know, probably more direct uh, influence would have been Modern Life is War as far as like modern hardcore songs go. But also maybe a touch of Dead Kennedys, the way the drums are sort of there and the surfy guitar is there, like a little California Uberalis, but not really. Well, that would make perfect sense considering... If if it Again, was written for this about. comp, but yeah. and if it was written for this comp, like noise for NorCal. Well, uh, no, but that comp, the comp is two years after Peace in Our Time. Oh the comp well, then out, I mean, fuck me then. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, yeah. whatever is good, it, it fits, you know. But yeah, <laughs> when the song comes in, it just sounds like muscular. You know, I said, yeah, you know, muscular. That's right. I'm not, I'm not fucking around anymore. It's last real episode. You know, it's a muscular sounding <laughs> song. Yeah, exactly. The way that the tempo shifts at the end too, it reminds me of their song, Great Experiment, which we talked about back on like episode, I don't Forever know, 17 ago. or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, the shift to that furious speed at the end from the mid-tempo buildup is pretty rad. And yeah, kind of fitting that this song avalon drive shows up on a comp to support those affected by fires in northern california and i'm like my read on the lyrics is that it's straight up like vegan song animal rights song also i like that we're wrapping up this podcast and of course we have an animal rights song in the last episode it was like we had to it had to be a thing you know it's one of the tenets of good riddance is their animal rights songs and so we had Mm -hmm. to have one in the last episode of the podcast And what a fucking scathing set of lyrics too. lines like kept alive long enough to die. 
hung from hooks and chains, and as our bodies become graveyards through our greed. The idea of a body being a graveyard because we can't possibly stop eating meat. Crushing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Russ going like almost waste caliber with the uh, with the animal rights lyrics. And Dan, so way back when we did the episode with waste, you were going to shift to a more veggie focused diet. How's that going? It's definitely something I make a conscious effort uh, for. Uh, yeah. It's not a fully vegetarian diet, um, but uh, yeah, I do make an effort. Like I have oat milk instead of dairy milk. <laughs> I have, sure. you know, like there's a, yeah, you know, <clears throat> definitely more, more veggies being cooked. I don't go to the grocery store and buy meat, you know, that's yeah. uh, I, yeah, I can't remember the last time I actually went to a grocery store and bought meat. So yeah. there's that, like it is when going out, that's still uh, some habits that are bad, but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, definitely have shipped up, shaped I mean, up, just shaped up. The, the idea of being thoughtful about it, you know, counts for sure. And putting more thought and effort into it. You know, not everyone can flick a switch, right? Yeah, no, making big changes in your life is hard, but sometimes I mean, it's very also, worth it. <laughs> also, you haven't been drinking for the entirety of 2022, right? Yeah, I'm at 105 days now. That's amazing. Like that. It's something. Man, <laughs> but thank awesome. you. Yeah. 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 I wonder how many times and I wish that I wish that like if there are two people who should have been keeping the statistic, it should have been us. But how many times do you think Russ has said justify in a song? Uh, I feel like justify is is like a word that shows up as often as Slayer says war or blood. See, why? Why is it this episode that we just now? Because we could have easily been keeping track as we've been reading lyrics for like every song. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Anyway, listening to Avalon Drive this week, uh, I'm not totally surprised that this one was left off of the actual album piece in our time. It has a vibe all its own, and mm -hmm. it wouldn't necessarily fit with the rest of the rippers on that album. That album is just so fast all the way through that mm -hmm. having this song might have broken it up a little too much. And uh, so I totally understand why this would be like the bonus seven inch track or the comp track or whatever it was. It kind of makes sense to me that way. But yeah, overall, Avalon Drive is just fucking crushing this is a this is a serious one it's a very good st standalone song like you like you were saying yeah that's what I, th I think that's might be another reason why just kind of in juxtaposition of that record and being like oh it's found its perfect place on this compilation you know it's like it's it's gonna stand out in its own way without affecting like the other like the rest of it Out of Mind is the first song on My Republic, Sean, Luke, Russ, and Chuck. Man, we got there's some stuff we're going to go into with this one. Hit me with what you think, Dan. There's some stuff we're going to go into, hey? Okay. Yeah, there's some stuff. So, when I was searching for this song on Spotify, and I also saw that it was on the live record as well. So right away, I'm thinking, bang. I was like, yeah, the live record is presumably all killer, no filler. I've... Correct. admittedly not taking it in so i'm like not okay, beginning to end this is good this is gonna be huge so i hit play and it's like this somber intro so <laughs> i was like okay 
fuck. Uh, it was a nice somber intro. I was like, okay, so now I'm now instead of like this banger, I'm expecting like uh, Good Riddance's answer to like uh, a mineral or braid or some shit. <laughs> like, not 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 throwing shade or anything. I love those bands. I love that era of emo. But I was like, oh no, okay, this is gonna be like their, you know, interlude soft song before they jump back into it or something. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Before I can get myself, you know, stoked enough to just strap in and enjoy a little emo while I'm listening to it. Goody boys come and bring their signature blend of that melodic hardcore punk into the mix. Like, snap, just snap into it. After like 25 seconds, I get, I take get this ride on this emotional roller coaster of like being ready to be all sad. And then bam, you know, this changes, everything changes in this. So, uh, yeah, yep. like this, yeah, and th- this is a jam too. Like, this is a Oh, you were not joking when you said we had a lot of bangers, um, you know, to wrap up the uh, the, the song lists. Uh, this penultimate episode is really delivering so far. You know, it's song two. It's like two good songs back to back. The next two minutes after that emo intro, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I shouldn't even call it that, but it's just that's that's kind of where it brought me. Um, it because uh, it doesn't. I don't want to sound like pejorative, but uh, anyway, yeah, that threw me for a loop, and this. This like now it's like a no holes barred song that well, like we've said before, sounds like skateboarding, you know, like right away. And like my fist is pumping, as you know, I had this song on repeat for a while. You know, I went for a, a walk before we recorded, as you know, when you know I had it on again, like listening to this that song again, just on repeat, being like I'm stuck in the rain and I want to get tacos, but I'm gonna get back and record this episode, being like yes, you know, it's 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 just like a, a good fucking skate punk song and how good is that chorus you know it's like uh it's just society anxiety sometimes like the story never ends it's heresy hypocrisy and though and through our ignorance we suffer our revenge hell yeah dude <laughs> like hell yeah dude yep so good and like this song kills it with the harmonies uh, and the backing vocals and i dare you i dare anybody listening right now not to fist pump and shout along with uh with chuck as he echoes rush during the chorus i think it's chuck in the those choruses it, yeah it's definitely I, chuck. Yeah. i assumed it was yeah and then all that being said my favorite part of the song the last 35 seconds there's a lot going on in the last 35 seconds of this two minute and 22 second song mm-hmm. it's like that reverb v- vocals reverb on the vocals the wicked bass line and then we dead stop and then it's just the echoing like revenge revenge revenge. hell yeah dude (laughs) i was like yeah this uh after like a rough like couple days and everything just pumping that like right before coming back on the record i was like fuck yeah i'm i'm back i'm in the swing of things this is a a plus song i i would absolutely throw this song on a playlist of songs that, well, that was, that was kind of hat on a hat there. I, but I would throw this on a playlist of um, it, if I think someone would need to uh, a playlist. Oh, wow. See, I'm all hyped up now. I would absolutely throw this <laughs> on a playlist of, um, of a song or fuck a playlist of songs. If I was trying to get someone to listen to good riddance, it was like, I, I think you need to hear this. Um yeah not or maybe not necessarily the first time but if if they want to understand how good this band can be versus just maybe what they've heard on like in passing on comps this is absolutely 
probably the intro track on that just because of especially with the intro kind of throw you for a loop mm-hmm. but that like do you remember when we started this and i was like not really a fan and just kind of aware of the band and i was like okay i was around i've been to the shows listened to a bunch of the stuff here and there but i was like i'm gonna go on this journey with you and now i'm talking about how i'm gonna make playlists to try and sell people on the band <laughs> fuck this song for real yeah it's uh it's like good one super positive well the song's not very super positive but uh got got the right <laughs> emotions out of me for sure okay i'm making a statement it's the last ish <laughs> episode whatever uh there is no band that is consistently better than good riddance at choosing what song should start an album Okay. Every every good riddance full length starts with a rager and out of mind from my republic is exactly that. Like I don't know of a band, especially because good riddance has so many goddamn albums. Like yeah. it's one thing to get it right on two or three albums, but like you know, I'm not gonna say that every first song on every good riddance album is the best song on the album, but they're all in the top three. There's not a dud. There's no dud to start the record. There is no duds to start records. That's for sure. Yeah. I I actually think that this this though might be my favorite song on My Republic. Um, I'm sure if you check with setlist, you know, or what's it called, setlist.fm. If you check that, you'll see that Out of Mind is definitely a staple in their set whenever they play live. Obviously, it's also only one of three side one song ones in Good Riddance's history of releases that doesn't start with a soundbite. It's uh, Out of oh. Mind and Dispositio and Flies First Class are the only three. Other than that, everything has a clip from a you know, movie or speech or whatever. So that's, that's a little different, that's but, it's because, but it's also because that intro part is cool. Um, and even though, but like, it's like a, like you were saying, you were expecting something way different based mm-hmm. on what the intro sounds like. And it's like mellow and truly unlike anything else the band has done. And you know, My Republic comes out five years before Russ started his solo career, but this intro sounds like it could fit on his new record on Come Together, Fall Apart. Like mm, the intro, mm-hmm. the intro would almost fit with some of the moods that he's getting into there, which is pretty cool. And then, of course, like you were saying, the song rips into that familiar and totally welcome good written sound. The backing vocals in the verse fucking kill me because this record starts, it's that mellow thing, and then it starts out fast. And then like the verse is already so busy it's so fast and so wordy and the vocals have to be so rhythmic and then chuck does backups on top of all that and lets you know like you know welcome to this fucking record oh you you're getting a good riddance album now this is this is where we're at we are you know doubling vocals on something that is as wordy as anything you've ever heard before and we're doing it really fast so uh what's up yeah, it's a uh, statement. Then, yeah, oh, for sure. And then the chorus vocals as well, like you were saying, uh, the back and forth. Man, this song rules. And the bridge part where Sean goes into the toms and Chuck's bass just keeps rolling through, just vocals, shouting over all that with no guitar. It's not like it's the only song where this happens. It's not like it's the only song where this happens on this Good Riddance album. But the build back up into the song out of the bridge mm-hmm. makes me feel like I could burst through the wall like the fucking Kool-Aid man. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> the lyric, and like the lyrics don't seem to be too specific, but overall it's an indictment of the military industrial complex and how no matter how we live our lives under this type of capitalism, uh, we're pretty much boned. And again, of course, on this last real episode of Last Believer, we have Out of Mind, which references an earlier Good Riddance song, 
uh, or really like talking about the military industrial complex is really just the words heresy, hypocrisy, and revenge should probably get used if that's what you're talking about anyway. Also, we have something that sounds, I think, like very much a classic Good Riddance song. Again, I'm, I'm just really happy that uh, even though we picked all of this randomly, this last episode, we're really uh, hitting some themes. <laughs> Perfect time to tell all your friends to listen to Last Believer. Yeah, check, check it out. <laughs> I would like to. I would like to pretend like we planned this out like a story, like we knew the ending when we started. Um, but that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that's true. I, even I just listening to <laughs> what you're saying about how it did reference as you walked through your bench. I didn't even like. I realized it while listening to it, specifically in the chorus. And then just while you're speaking and just seeing my notes in front of me, too. And it's like the words that pop off the page are <laughs> all those words that I said. Here's the Eric Boxer Revenge. Full circle. Is this also a concept record? Imagine the podcast was a concept record. <laughs> Fucking art, dude. It's like the story never ends. It's Song three is No Safe Place from Thoughts and Prayers, 2019. Russ, Luke, Sean, Chuck, also amazing that on this last episode, we get the classic lineup of Good Riddance, the Russ, Luke, Sean, Chuck lineup for all three of these songs. Dan, I feel like I know where you sit on No Safe Place, and I can't wait to hear you talk about it. Okay, well, again, like, no duds this week. You know, I think we may have mentioned that before. I know I definitely said it before we started recording, but, uh, yeah, no no duds this week. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but uh, first riff instantly gets my attention. As soon as I hit play, I had to actually stop and listen to it again, being like, holy shit. It sounded so much like Full On by Sam I Am, and that's one of my just favorite jams. So good. And just for like a split second, just that little chord progression, I was like, whoa, just really caught me. So yeah, banger, banger all around. Um, what I really liked about this song is that it had like big single energy. It had mm-hmm. like alternative rock radio rotation vibes. You know, it's a head boppy one front to back. It's punchy, but also very wordy. Um, and, you know, like like their label mates rise against like <laughs> this it's kind of on par as something that could have been you know in heavy rotation and getting a lot of press and like a lot of a lot of spins uh if i was 10 years younger i would pogo and jump mosh to this no if i was 20 years younger i would, uh, <laughs> I would pogo and jump mosh to this yeah uh how this band never popped off like some of its peers is absolutely beyond me as as we've covered this and every every time we have a song that i think like oh this could definitely be like a big single um it's it's just beyond me that they just never got a bigger shot and that's no shit to the bands it sounds like i said no shit but it was no shade to the bands that popped off because i but i can confidently say 
that the Goody Boys can deliver a better, well-written pop jam, musically and lyrically, than most of, if not all, these major label punk bands that were their peers that kind of shot up a little bit higher. You know what I mean? In terms of like the big touring circuits and the radio play and stuff. Yeah. Anyways, chaotic. What a word. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Tilting uh, at windmills in the first line. Yeah. (laughs) And like, this is new to the lexicon for me. Uh, I, uh, I was trying to think, I was like, how can I make my own lazy portmanteau of chaotic and chaotic? Because that's how I feel. They can best describe my life on a good day. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, they sound too much alike, like way too much alike. It's, nobody would get it. But uh, instantly when I saw this word in the lyrics, I, it popped out as soon as I was like, all right, uh, no safe place, good riddance lyrics. You know, everyone knows how to use Google. <laughs> right. So it pops up and it, I see chaotic and then instantly I'm like, Oh, I, I wonder if that's related to Don Quixote. Clearly it is. Of course yes. it is. Um, have you read Don Quixote? No. Okay. I don't have the, I don't have the attention span for it. I have watched yeah. movies and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but there was a cartoon series called Don Coyote where it was essentially Ooh. Don Quixote, but it was a coyote on horseback, which is, confusing but um yeah but like so like i am i am familiar with the story without having read the book interesting because i also have not read it i just know it's there's windmills and shit in it spoiler alert to anyone who doesn't know but i also think that's like a piece of like pop culture that's forever in our heads with like the Mm -hmm. general idea of don quixote or maybe maybe that's generational but i remember like a lot of pop culture like there's simpsons references to don quixote of course yeah yeah this so maybe it's generational but um all that being said i never read the book so i can't say for certain but i obviously got the feeling that the song may be uh not necessarily about the book but perhaps living a comparable or parallel experience oh just the idea of throwing everything you have into what you believe in whether it's real or not yeah so that's the vibe I was getting, but because I didn't read the because I didn't read the book, uh, I assumed you had as the intellectual of the two of us, and I was going to defer that to you. Um, no. Well, shit. <laughs> but yes, I mean, we both know the general gist of the book, and clearly, this is inspired by that story, one hundred percent. That's yeah, great song. <laughs> that's I mean, that's what I got. This this band should be huge. That's. Uh, um, Maybe not huge. I don't think that would. I think them being more popular and more touring, shit like bigger. You know, you know what I'm trying to say. I, I, but yeah, I can't. Like, I can't picture them being like with like newfound glory on TRL or something. TRL no. not even a thing anymore. But I mean, you know what I mean. You want to talk about? You want to talk about generational pop culture references? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No <laughs> kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know what you mean. Like even getting to that point where it's, uh, you know, like a, like a hot water music or dropkick Murphy's situation. Those are big fucking bands. Like legacy bands. Yeah. That thing. And like, yeah, I don't know in my brain, obviously, cause I was the one who spearheaded this project. Good riddance is that band for me, but like, it's also part of the reason that I got you someone who was like aware of the band, but not like diehard to be involved at least until we did the project. And now I feel like, 
I'm going to be trying to keep up with you when new releases come out or weird B-sides. <laughs> You're going to be the one texting me be like, yo, do you see the seven inch? Hey, uh, did you know that Chuck played bass for this band just in the studio and uh, he doesn't actually tour with them. And it turns out it's his kids friends band. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be getting those texts from you for the rest of my life. And, and I'm going to be like, that. yeah, dude, we talked about this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, no safe place <laughs> from thoughts and prayers. Bit of a curveball to finish. You know, it's mm-hmm. uh, a lot less adolescence, a lot more like, I feel like this is a little org core, like a little great lakesy. Mm. Yeah. The, the verse with the pick to notes in place of the super fast riffing and a softer, maybe not softer, but like a more controlled vocal. It's not exactly what you expect at all. Of course, you know, 188 songs and 65 episodes in, I think that we have uh, spelunked down the cave of good riddance's ability to uh, weave different styles of pop punk or hardcore or skate punk or whatever other micro genre into their sound. Like we've talked about that enough that they're capable of doing this. The chorus with the guitar stabs and the feedback in between, like, you know, it's like actually kind of closer to some of the parts from, I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but it almost makes me think of some of the parts from some of the songs from the loaded for bear tape where there's like, where there's like the jumping parts and the sort of grooves that when we were listening to those songs, when we were talking about those songs, I didn't think they went anywhere. But then you're listening to this. It's like, yeah, maybe they're, you know, maybe it was worth digging through all those demo tracks after all. <laughs> like, sure. This, like, <laughs> like there's, there's things that like, oh yeah, sure. They, at the time were, you know, it's like, and I can't imagine what the dudes in the band think about this, but like, yeah, when I was writing this song when I was 20 years old, this is what it sounded like in my head versus what it actually sounded like, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, do you get a little bit of Fair. quicksand out of this song as well? Ooh. I was like as far to... as the, the like groovy parts of the guitar stabs in the chorus specifically. Like that makes I... sense. Because there's there's definitely like a post-hardcore kind of vibe to it, but also poppy. And quicksand is not something that came to mind, however you're not now that i've said it like it sounds like the this what's the i can't remember the name of it now the second song on slip as the guitar trails off at the end of the song that right there is classic good riddance the weird little lead part that you know it just sounds like the song's over and and those chords and those notes sound to me like good riddance also classic good riddance lyrics in this one too in no safe place uh, the verse is about self-reflection at the end of a relationship. The chorus with all the allusions to specific acts to bring you to a place, you know, like Russ being so good at bringing you to that place. And like in this place, in this case, the wolves are closing in. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> the second the second verse continues with the established theme, but in keeping with the good riddance-ness of the song, it's wordy as hell. Like no one sets out to write a song about a relationship and thinks I really need to use the word alacrity. <laughs> it's facts. Yeah. That's you not know, a word like, that my mind when. <laughs> no, like not a chance, but also extremely Russ Rankin to do that. <laughs> yep. Fuck, this band fucking rules. Uh, no safe place. Also being the last song that we're talking about in this format and it being from thoughts and prayers I feel like that's fitting, seeing as how we had Fly's First Class as the last song we talked about in episode one, and we have a song from the latest full length to finish 
what is it? Episode 64. Um, again, man, it's just really fun knowing that uh, we're wrapping all this up in a bow. Lyrically, even, there are some parallels with Boise, which was from episode one. Actually, you know what? This entire song, No Safe Place, might be the, th- the Boise of Thoughts and Prayers. Okay. Okay. I thought you were going to say the sequel to Boise. But, uh, uh, I don't know if I say it's like I, I'm already drawing some pretty tenuous, <laughs> uh, t- tenuous connections. I feel like this entire podcast could have been called Tenuous Connections. Yeah. Or Boise Don't Cry. No. What? Never mind. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I was really stretching on like Boise sequel names. I was like, Boise 2, Boise Don't Cry. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Anyways. Great. Yeah yeah we Boise put up a thing place. to ask about questions uh, <laughs> uh yeah boys in the hood reference on my uh on my brain because i watched the simpsons episode scouts in the hood last night <laughs> yeah so good D- don't do what johnny don't do <laughs> whoa that's good squishy so yeah we, we got a few questions yeah um, let's let's do it let's uh let's do all of them Every question we got, let's address them. Mm-mm. I'll just I'll just pick the a couple good ones. Okay. Uh, this one from long. This is time. it though. I mean, no one's no one's gonna have a chance to ask us anything ever again. Probably, maybe unless we get bored and do another episode. But like, it's not like they didn't have their chances. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true. All right, um, hit me. All right, so long time listener, Matt. Are you actually looking for a list of the last songs from us? no <laughs> that was a joke we knew what was left for the last songs all good it was four you know for anyways <laughs> i just wanted to address that one the other one i wanted to address on podge the other one we can mm, you can decide if this one gets edited out first sure uh from an account that is looking for our assistance has asked oh. us if we could define the Russ Rankin aesthetic. Wow. Okay. I would. I feel. Mm. I okay. I will go. Okay. I feel comfortable saying this because there are parts of it that I would use to describe myself as well. However, Russ definitely looks like a dude that used to skateboard really hard all the time. Okay. Uh, made some decisions about tattoos that show you the influences that his band is going to sound like before you even talk to him or hear the band. I think by looking at Russ, you can guess what good riddance sounds like for the most part. And I think that's as for like, like a name on his aesthetic, I don't know. Aged out skater. Uh, I, like really I describe myself about, as being an aged out skater too. I, it just, sounded a little sharp off the tongue even though i know that was not the intention at all no no definitely not i say aged out skater but i'm pretty sure russ still skates and i'm pretty sure i in quotations like i have a skateboard you know (laughs) i wouldn't go so far as to say i am a skater but like i was and i think that anyone who sees me in my regular day would guess that there were this one of the statements you made which i found was interesting was if you look at him you know what his band sounds like which I don't disagree with, 
And I mean, even in that, uh, you know, we were just talking about an older photo that we had seen. Uh, mm-hmm. And you can clearly see the adolescence tattoo on his arm, right? Like, and a Battalion of Saints tattoo right underneath right, it. Right beneath it, exactly. And honestly, I feel like that's, those are two of like, if there's a, I hate doing the Mount Rushmore thing because Mount Rushmore is sketchy historically. But if there's a Mount Rushmore of what Good Riddance sounds like, Battalion of Saints and adolescents are two of the faces on that Mount Rushmore. Bad religion. Yeah, bad religion is definitely one of the other faces. I don't know who's right, the fourth face on the yeah, Good Riddance that's... Mount Rushmore. Uh... Like TOSOL sounds too easy. No, because it's it's too much the same scene. Like Black Flag, duh, but like also too easy. Maybe like uh, like one of the '88 bands. Maybe like Gorilla Biscuits. Interesting. I. Mm, mm. Yeah, I would. I almost want to say more youth of today than Gorilla Biscuits, but maybe more youth of today than Gorilla Biscuits. But like, but definitely that that the melody. CDG the melody scene. is more Gorilla Biscuits than youth of today. Yeah. That, that, yeah. oh, that's a very interesting one. Hey, hey, listeners, where were you with that question? Where were that you with the Mount Rushmore one. question? Come on. <laughs> uh, but sorry, that what I was saying. Well, while I don't disagree with you, uh, part of me is wondering: Do we know what his band sounds like when we look at him? Or has it been so ingrained in our minds of what the dudes in Good Riddance look like that instantly we know because he's been doing this band for 30 years. Yeah. So maybe we automatically know from looking at him because it's just ingrained in our punk boy brains. Our specifically, that's why I said boy, not to be gender specific. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe it's just ingrained in our brains that like, oh yeah, that's what Russ sounds like. Or that's what Russ's band would sound like yeah yeah maybe maybe it's a stretch who knows yeah all right but there's um, a lot of stretching yeah <laughs> yeah so anyway, that that was for a meme account that wants to do a meme on his aesthetic so maybe we can oh, let them know. i don't know about that <laughs> thank you that's why i said maybe we can oh. uh, yeah it's the one that did uh listens to too much good riddance uh oh yeah that that what is it rar niche or something they're, yeah. they're funny they're all about dinosaur chicken nuggets I don't know I, what it's about, but I got I a think message funny. from them because I laughed at something that they did, being like, "Hey, what's your podcast again? Is it one of the Blink One Fifty Five inspired ones?" And I was like, "You motherfucker!" I was like, uh, "That is not what we are doing." No, come no. on! <laughs> it is a treehouse <laughs> horror style approach to the Good Riddance catalog. Anyways, okay, the third question. You can leave all that in because it's funny, uh, or you can cut it out. I don't know. The, the third question. What about the time in Toronto when some kid showed up Chuck on base? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know one. about this. This would be a no. new story for me. Well, this is the thing. Like, it was a few weeks ago. Someone brought that up, and I was like, fuck. And they were like, what do you mean you've never talked about that on the podcast? So this is around the time of, uh, I, I want to say symptoms, maybe bound by ties of blood infection. Like, it's early 2000s. Okay. And and the show is at the Phoenix, and I'm pretty sure it was the tour with uh, Good Riddance, Bane, Strike Anywhere, and Lawrence Arms. There might have been one, Ooh. maybe there might have been one more band. Maybe Anti Flag was on that bill too. I can't remember. I think it I have like, a silk screen of that that show, like a that, like, poster of that show, but I but from the Ottawa one, but no yeah. Lawrence arms on our end. Anyways, I don't think. No, there, it was definitely Lawrence arms. Cause they were going to crash at my apartment. And then some other kid was like, my parents are gone and I got a pool. And yeah, uh, 
That's and the Lord's arms, the Lord's arms guys were like, yeah, we're going to go sleep at that guy's house. And we're like, yes, that makes perfect sense. Um, anyway, but at that show, I think I like, I think it was that show that for a while there, good riddance played the Phoenix. I swear every six months for like three years. <laughs> sure. And so, sure. And so I like, I'm pretty sure this is the one though. I, I remember it because uh, I was standing on stage, uh, our friend Mel from fat records. And uh, I was working at the radio station at the time. So I kind of had like, it's not like it's actually a backstage pass. I was just kind of hanging out anyway. And I was standing sort of behind the amps watching the show at the side of the stage. And as happens, it shows and happens all the time between songs, you know, Russ is talking, Luke is tuning, whatever. And some kid in the front row starts yelling, play a fucking song, play a fucking song. And Chuck walks up to the front of the stage. He's like, you want to play a song? You can play a fucking song and pulls this kid on stage. And this kid is like, when I say kid, I mean, like 17, you know, not like young, but not old, but like definitely the age that would be at a show with the Phoenix in front row yelling, play a fucking song. And Chuck gives the kid the bass. And we're just like, oh, this is going to be fucking embarrassing for this kid. Like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? (laughs) This kid shreds. No way. And he pulls out some fucking, I don't know what it was. Like in, in my memory, it was like a napalm death baseline that this kid fucking tears into. And Chuck turns around and looks at me because I'm standing, like I'm saying, like behind the amps sort of side stage. He turns and looks at me and the five other people that are standing there with me. And it's just like, his eyes go wide and he's just like, fuck. Oh no. <laughs> like, what have I done? This kid's amazing. And has this moment of like, fuck. Uh, and like, do you know who I, this kid like, was? No, no idea who this kid was. But like, you know, after 30 seconds or whatever, Chuck goes back and was like, okay, give me my fucking bass back. <laughs> and then, and then uh, the kid stayed on stage. And like, this might be the part that I'm misremembering, but I feel like they started into uh second coming after that and the kid did a sweet like grabbed out on a sweet stage dive after coming like, up a, and like an actual like a good stage dive too like just stayed oh, oh yeah. on top oh wow yeah yeah exactly like a full like flip in the air caught by everybody stage dive it was sick anyway um i so have that a theory was, about who it might be <laughs> that show was bonkers because yeah it was like the look on and like even uh, like uh, yeah it was dave wagonshoots drumming at the time even the look like he looked at chuck and was just like what the fuck did you do like everyone was just like no <laughs> no one saw this coming oh no anyway uh if you know who that kid was and you were at a good ridden show at the phoenix in 2001 to 2004 um you know uh maybe that's what you can dm us about and we'll maybe respond i i would like i would like to know i do have a theory but i don't want to uh say it on mic yeah probably not a good like again we're already stretching a lot in this episode no just because if it's a person i think it is it's uh what else we got (laughs) you know that's that's what we that's uh, that's the 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 questions that i feel that uh wouldn't should be addressed what we don't have any songs to pick out of a bag (laughs) i hadn't got i hadn't thought about this part and how awkward this was going to be it's only as awkward as you make it yeah making it pretty awkward next week we're going to talk about last believer mm-hmm. and it's going to be a slightly different format because it is just one song but there's some other stuff that we sort of have up our sleeves about it and yeah, you know what that could be something people can write us about people can write yeah. us uh, their their own little story i'll be happy to uh 
try to read <laughs> try to read it on on pod without uh, fucking it up yeah send us your story about what you think about the song last believer the band good riddance i don't think you need to talk about the podcast last believer at all because i mean unless you have nice things to say that's cool too <laughs> yeah 65 hours in i feel like there's enough about dan and i but uh yeah so send us a message if you want and uh thanks to good riddance and thanks to fat records and thanks to dan for taking this journey with me for a band that you were sort of vaguely interested in and uh (laughs) sticking around for however many hours it's been of us doing this thanks to everyone that's been listening this whole time um we get cute messages it's some it's a very funny thing to do as a couple 40 ish year old dudes to sit and talk about a bunch of 40 ish year old dudes records (laughs) and record it and then have people message you saying i thought the same thing uh it's pretty cool to build a community no matter how big or small or wide-reaching or narrow or whatever all around this band's music and uh let's be honest this dude's lyrics are a lot of it I think it's been pretty cool. 100%. I think it's been pretty cool. I think I learned some things. I think I've reevaluated what I think uh, my top ten favorite Good Riddance songs are, or even what my favorite Good Riddance albums are. And uh, hopefully, through listening to all this, you've gotten to hear different ideas and different perspectives and different um, angles at how you considered these Good Riddance songs, because obviously you were a fan of Good Riddance before tuning into this thing. At least I would hope so, because it'd be super weird otherwise. Hey, well, hey, if you weren't when you started and you are now, uh, go back to the beginning, uh, listen to it again, and let us know. Uh, and no, I got nothing. No, thank, yeah. thank you to everyone who took time to uh, listen and send us messages. It's been a, it's been a trip, for sure. <laughs> it's been real. Hell yeah, dude. (laughs) All right. uh, Thanks again. And next week, we're talking about Last Believer. Fucking wild. Yup. As we cling to our traditions, just what do we expect?